0: Engage for Success Radio, raising the profile of employee engagement and shining a light on good practice for people who believe there's a better way to work.
1: Good afternoon and welcome to Engage for Success Radio show number 290, linking colleague engagement directly to the bottom line. It's not a nice to have. So, by explicitly linking engagement scores to other key business metrics, Colleague engagement has remained as a business priority at the strategic level during industry-wide pressures at Well. So we're going to be speaking to Sophie Bulldock, who's engagement manager at Well Pharmacy, and she's just struggling to get in at the moment. So I'm hoping she'll arrive mid uh, conversation, but uh, I'll uh, carry on until we see what happens. So I'm Jay Dodds, your host for today. I'm an engagement consultant working within the Engaged with Success Core Team. The Engagement Success Movement is an inclusive movement committed to the idea that there's a better way to work by releasing more of the capability and potential of people at work. We spread the word about employee engagement and shine a light on good practice, widely supported across the UK, involving the public, private and third sectors. If you go to our website, engagesuccess.org, you can use the link at the bottom to join our newsletter and all our social media links are there too. So Sophie's not arrived as yet. So um, before she does get here, I'll just tell you a bit, little bit about a conference that uh, I was chairing this week, and we had Joe Moffat, our fellow, my fellow radio show uh, host, speaking, as well as Laura Morgan, who's a friend of the movement, and also Duncan Forbes. And then we had a number of other organisations in the stream as well. Uh, it was at the NEC. It's a, a really thriving event that we've uh, been to for the last uh, I think three or four years. David McLeod chaired the stream originally and I, I spoke and Joe's spoken I think every year since uh, and this was my second year of chairing. And um, We just had some really great stories uh, and I'm hoping to get as many of those people as I can onto the radio show, albeit it won't be until this time next year because we're actually booking into, would you believe, January 2020. Uh, so we had some uh, people from Work Positive talking about making the most of a strengths-based approach, uh, which is something that I uh, talk about and, and really am interested in. Uh, uh, we had Duncan, who was talking about uh, engaging staff in complex organisations undergoing significant change. And then we had Lara uh, talking about creating a culture of engagement and growth. And we actually had a complete packed uh, auditorium for for that it wasn't even standing room only we didn't even have any space left for standing uh, by that stage and then we had a couple of um, really interesting case studies with Heineken and also with Hilton, Hilton Hotels, and I've actually quoted them this week already. In that they were saying one of the things I thought was really interesting is they're building their new hotels with the back end of the hotel, so the bit that's just for the staff, as good quality as the as the front end, as a as a way of obviously sort of showing their um, commitment to to their employees moving forward, Which I thought was a a really interesting development there. So um, I do think having filled in there, that that uh, Sophie's here. Are you here, Sophie? <laughs> Hello Jo, can you hear me? Oh excellent, yes I can, brilliant to have you here. So I've Fantastic. done a little preamble, I've filled in and talked <laughs> about the health and wellbeing event from last week and I'm really pleased that you're here now to talk to us about Well Pharmacy and about linking colleague engagement directly to the bottom line. So um, I bet you're relieved, as am I.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: yes, I <I'll> love <have> technology, always our biggest stumbling block isn't it? <laughs>
1: Exactly, but you know we, we we get on and do it. We're, we're we're
0: flexible, nothing but flexible. So
1: start by telling us a bit about you, Sophie, and also about Well Pharmacy.
0: Yes, absolutely. So, uh, thanks very so much for having me on the radio show, Joe. first of all. Um, so, I'm Sophie at the Engagement Manager at Well Pharmacy. So, we um, are the third largest uh, community pharmacy in the UK. So, we have around about 7,000 colleagues split across um, 800 stores. So, right from London to John Groats across the UK. Um, dispensing prescriptions, so we are closely associated with the NHS. 95% of our business is, um, is core dispensing of prescriptions, so um, in, in the same sort of field as, as Boots and Lloyd's Pharmacy as well. We used to be the cooperative pharmacy until we uh, were bought by the Bestway Group in 2015. So we've uh, gone through a big rebrand, and pharmacy has gone through a huge shake-up as well in the last few years. So my role mm-hmm. at Well, as the engagement manager is to um, obviously relay how colleagues are feeling about that, make sure that we have a pulse on colleague engagement all the time and are and reacting to really improve that um, over the coming years. And so you said that you were taken over
1: in 2015. Is is the, the, the work um, around the, the metrics um,
0: from since that time, or, or is it something that's been ongoing? Yes, it is. Yep. So um, a b- bit of a, a background, really. So we have a, a really strong sort of, sort of listening culture. It was something that we were really um, stronger as part of the co-op as well. So we, we've uh, we've taken that um, as, since we've become well. So, we uh, have an annual engagement survey, so uh, really strong, really strong response rates year on year. And we wanted to build on that, um, on the success of that, and take it to the next level, really. So, um, when we were thinking about um, colleague engagement and what, what we wanted our strategy to be, it was really to sort of spend um, the success of, of what we'd had in terms of listing, but then taking it to the next step of, of really creating a culture of action on that. So, that's how we really wanted to leverage the power of the survey to not only give that insight into the business, but also create. Um, a bit of a business case for, for colleague engagement overall really. Mm-hmm.
1: So how how did you approach that?
0: Yeah, so we uh worked with our survey provider, so we worked um we had a long standing relationship uh with our survey provider so so really um Strong builds there in terms of the, we knew that the survey worked. Like I said, we had strong response rates, but we wanted to take it to the next level. And we thought, right, so we we all know, obviously, all of our also HR practitioners know that um, that engagement. Um, happy colleagues, are uh, more pr- productive, they're more effective, we've all read the research, but we really, really wanted to, to kind of bring that home in terms of um, bringing our senior leaders on on the journey as well. So we wanted to ensure that we had senior leadership buy-in for our engagement strategy and, uh, and to build the case for, for um, engagement going forward. So what we did was we um, ran our annual engagement survey as normal, so same questions sets, But what we did with the results was not only look at them and interrogate them both externally and internally as usual, but we then um, pitched them and did some linkage analysis between our engagement scores and the key business KPIs that we were used to talking about in the business day in, day out. So for us, the number one is prescriptions. So we um, measure this at a store level, at a regional level. We look at market share, et cetera. So what we did was take the um, engagement scores at a regional level and look at how our business was performing and look at what linkage um, there was, if any, there. So it was a bit of a shot in the dark. We didn't really know what, what uh, to expect. <laughs> so we, we took those, um, those two sets of KPIs and, uh, and interrogated them, basically. We also looked at the relationship between our engagement scores and attrition. Um, common practice to to measure that in in a lot of different businesses. And uh, we also looked at our um, over-the-counter sales. So that's your your cash transactions with um, medicines and other other, um, uh, products over-the-counter that supplement our our prescriptions. So we took our engagement survey results, looked at our prescriptions, our attrition, and our OTC sales, our our over-the-counter sales, to see what the link was
1: and da, da, da,
0: I feel like a drum roll yes yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, so we did the uh, we did the original linkage piece in 2017 so uh, using the, those survey results i am very pleased to say that there was absolutely strong link there so out uh, of 44 questions on our survey we found significant correlations between 37 of the questions um, between that and, and prescriptions as our, as our key KPI um, we found um, smaller but of the really significant correlations between O T C sales and um for attrition as well. So we, we knew that in, in black and white, we could see that regions and areas in our business that had more engaged colleagues, they dispensed more prescriptions, they made more over-the-counter sales, they had lower colleague attrition as well. So it, um, it really allowed me to go into the board meeting with black and white hard numbers to say this is how colleague engagement is impacting the bottom line. We could um, then attach um, a figure to that and a number to that and, and interrogate those numbers further at different different levels in the business.
1: So so talk me through a bit about sort of where the senior team were
0: before you did that and then what their reaction was sort of on the day yeah absolutely so um, as I said, there's all our senior leadership team have always been um keen to measure colleague engagement They've, um it's never really been sort of knocking on a on a closed door, so to speak but, but mm-hmm. this really um we um we pitched the executive presentation of the survey results around this linkage piece, so um especially with our executive team just saying here's here's top line what the survey's telling us, but more importantly, we felt um at the time to say here's why we need to really focus on engagement going forward, and then um, at different levels in in the business was able to pitch that message and cascade it down as well. So they were very, very um, surprised to see such a strong relationship. We, you know, gut feel. We all know that um, that it impacts the bottom line in terms of colleague engagement. That's why we we strive to to improve it and continuously measure it and and um and have our eye on it. But it was so powerful to be able to say in, in hard numbers to the likes of our, our chief finance officer and our CEO, this is, um, this is the business case for it. They were really, really mm. pleased that we'd mm. done that work, and we actually repeated it last year to see if there was any shift um, in engagement after, after the 12 months since, since the linkage piece. Mm. And <laughs> yes, yeah, so uh,
1: saying, and. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> so, uh, so yes, so in twenty eighteen we took the results again. We we're able to learn from the first time that we we actually ran the linkage analysis as well. So. We, um, in 2017, we looked at our mystery shopper scores alongside attrition and prescriptions, but we found that the data set was a bit messy in terms of the way that we record our mystery shopper. Very infrequent um, yeah. visits over a long period of time, so based on those learnings, we, we sort of ran the linkage um, piece again, and it was even stronger in, in 2018 in terms of that link between prescriptions and our business performance and engagement as well. So. It was really good to be able yeah. to sort of build that, build up the wider picture of engagement in terms of what's happened in the industry, what's happened internally, externally, and, and say, you know, we absolutely need to keep focusing on this. It's not something that we can can, can drop the ball on. Mm-hmm.
1: So you said at the beginning that, that it led to, uh, or certainly you were looking to, to, to be more action-oriented around that. And clearly, once you'd proved that point, I guess it was a, an easier sale than uh, other businesses Mm. that don't have that that hard data what did you then do to to look at improving it
0: so uh so what we did we uh Went into sort of action planning mode we um, focus the cascade with um, a lot of our regional managers so those on the ground they look after between sort of uh, 25 to 30 stores each and we we really uh, share the linkage with them alongside their business results as well so it's kind of two-pronged to say here's here's your particular engagement scores as you would usually but but here's this linkage analysis to show that you know if you want to see the rest of your balanced business scorecard turn turn uh, green then have a look at the at your engagement and really focus on that so it actually underpinned not only our people plan for the year but also featured really heavily on our operational plan so it wasn't just hr saying that colleague engagement is a focus anymore you had those those key senior leaders in the operations team uh, really singing from the same hymn sheet as well and it was during a time mm. of um we had as an industry funding cuts from the nhs so um as i, as I said in the um introduction piece the um we're essentially being asked to do more as, as an industry is in community pharmacy for, for the same amount of money, obviously alleviating a pressured NHS. So it was really powerful to be able to say in this, in this time, it's really important to still carry on focus on engagement um, during this time. Mm-hmm. And then supporting our senior leaders in terms of where they need to focus. The linkage um, piece mm-hmm. actually pinpointed specific questions as well in terms of what, what the levers that we needed to pull. So uh, regions that we knew with higher engagement had a better understanding of how well was performing. So we, were, um, we could go back and look at our communication channels, what, what information we were giving to our managers to cascade down. We also knew that regions who... Um, Felt fairly paid and are comfortable with their workload. were experiencing lower attrition, so we knew what levers specifically to pull to to um, focus in certain areas, depending on the KPI. Mhm. So,
1: nice picture for the sort of uh, sort of culture and activity that that happens at at store and region level that
0: does engage people. Mhm. So, um, it's allowed us to focus on a, a few different things, really. So, using the um the the data from our survey, we've looked at things such as our charity activity, um, how are we not only operating the communities that we serve with the prescription um, service that we offer, but how can we support more local causes? It's led us to to rethink our our local strategy because we had um, a national corporate partnership with the Stroke Association. So we thought, you know, how how do we build on that, which was evident from our our survey results that we needed to to focus there. As I said, it was really about um, pinpointing how how we communicated to our colleagues as well, uh, it's really important to our colleagues to feel that they um, are connected to well as a business and they know how they're performing as a business, not only at a store level. Um, it was really important for us to um, look at how we're bringing our colleagues together as well. So as you can imagine, 800 stores were open six days a week. Um, it's really difficult for us to, to sort of get everyone together, but knowing that um, knowing how well we was performing, building those relationships across the business from insight from the survey, we we um, were really focusing on how that sort of face-to-face um, events calendar looked as well, which we continue to build in mm-hmm. on sort of year on year now. Yeah. So what about
1: uh, sort of management development and, and, and ensuring managers are working in an engaging way? How How do you make that happen?
0: Yeah, so uh, right from the beginning really in terms of how we uh, recruit and um and induct our, our managers, we talk about our annual survey right right from the off on the onset really. Um it's it's we have um a brand for our survey, we make sure that it's part of the induction process for managers. Um it's also built into um our performance review process, so we, we discuss our engagement scores as part of other KPIs in in um in the business for our managers as well. We are um, looking at how we enable managers across the business, um, not only with our engagement survey, but also the other listing strategies that we have in the business. How we get that data really accessible and, and at the fingertips of our managers and leaders going forward. Now, so we're looking at a more continuous listing strategy and continuous data mm-hmm. on, uh, uh, for our for our leaders because. It's so important to not have just that flurry of activity after an annual engagement survey. It's really about sort of maintaining that momentum. Now that we've built the business case for engagement, everyone gets it, everyone knows that we need, we need to continuously look at it. We need and I need to provide the data for that to let let managers know how they are getting on, and that's where technology plays such a huge role, especially for, us, for such a disparate workforce. It's not like we can have a huddle to get everybody together in our, in our business, unfortunately. <laughs> so, we really need to explore how we're sharing the data from surveys, how that um, how we're getting that message across, and how we can articulate the priorities for for action. Really, so we're we're looking at how we weave in um, listening and insight from our new starters. So, what's that journey looking like in terms of new joiners? Um, uh, coming into well, and we're also um, sort of looking at Eric's interview data as well. So, as a manager and as a leader, you're not only looking at your latest engagement survey results and data, but you're looking at all of the the insight from the business that our colleagues are giving them.
1: Hmm. How many people roughly in the, in a store?
0: Um, so. We have some tiny stores so probably uh, three or four colleagues right up to about 20 um, so one mm-hmm. thing we have done in recent years is also um, making sure that that data goes down to that that smallest business unit so we have individual store reports um for stores with um, a threshold of, of responses so that as a manager that they can they can really know how their scores are reflecting other stores in their region because you can have a region that's sort of hundred miles across so so we need to really make sure that that's data is talking to the right people and how does the survey
1: um get done how's it available to the to the employees to to
0: yeah, so it's completely mobile accessible. Um, so unfortunately, last this time last year we were running it and met with the beast from the east, which as you have asked, had, to, had to battle with, so we had to extend it last year. Um, so it's completely mobile accessible. We encourage colleagues to, to complete it in work time. We've done a lot of work on the um, actual survey in terms of looking at the, the questions, making sure it's not... Um, sort of, you know 100 questions long or anything like that we um we have also explored in the past different non-standard questions so uh, last year we were also focusing on our approach to customer service so we asked our colleagues to rank what they thought was most important to least important in terms of delivering that great customer care that we were looking for just so we could make sure that what we thought as essential sport function and um, what what good looked like was was matching what our colleagues did as well so we're really trying to, to push the boundaries really in terms of not only delivering a survey but making sure that we're leveraging as much as possible from that data and, and from that insight that we can um, once a year go next to all of our colleagues.
1: Mm-hmm. So one, one of our um, early secondees was, um, and I've completely forgot her name, alongside Kathy was, oh, I can't think of her name, but she came from um, Circo and they did a lot of work in linking the um, results and the business metrics. And they, they started the mm-hmm. spot- uh, sort of what they used to call smoke signals you know if they had an issue mm-hmm. or if they had you know yeah. issues with the engagement scores that that was their flag that there was something going wrong in a particular contract have you been yeah. able to use that data some the same yeah so tell us more about that
0: yeah so i think that that's the next stage for us really so now that um we're we're in a place where we have our full senior leadership buy-in um even uh, in terms of the the best board are familiar with the the linkage analysis as well, so we we share that data far and wide so now that it's it's very much part of the agenda it's um it's about getting to that place where we can be almost predictive with our engagement scores um you know that that's that's an extreme really in terms of looking at our business performance, looking at our engagement scores and and as you said sort of looking at those um hot spots as well as well as celebrating the real successes as well so we um we are thinking about how we uh, just have, just use all the big data in our business really, really effectively. So the next step is, you know, how do we um, think about our engagement scores against our performance review scores, and uh, and how do we think about it as part of our, our performance review process as well? So it's about um, taking it to the next level and and trying to be uh, preempt problems instead of being really surprised by our survey results when they come in, which which we shouldn't be. Yeah. No, no. It's,
1: it's interesting to. Uh, sorry, her name was Amber Kelly. I remembered, by the way, <laughs> in case anyone's <laughs> been screaming after the um, podcast. It's really uh, heartening to to hear that an organisation with, you know, smaller stores. You know, you sort of would imagine, you know, your sort of supermarkets and and big retail yep. doing this sort of thing. But to to have an organisation with, as you said, sort of four people in a in a store um, to be investing in this sort of Program, um, I'm in, you know, obviously once you can see the, the business connection with the metrics and everything else, mm-hmm. you, you know, there'd be no reason not to carry on doing it. But just to have mm-hmm. wanted to do that in the first place is, I would say, fairly unusual, probably, and certainly in your industry, I guess.
0: Yeah, and it's something that we're really proud of um, in terms of of, of building that listing culture here. I mean, if you think about our stores, especially sort of in Scotland or or really far down south, we have our our, um, head office in Manchester, so we really need our colleagues to feel connected to the business. Um, We would absolutely love to go out and visit all of our stores, but... Unfortunately, all seven hundred eighty-two of them. It take me quite a while to get to get around them all. So I think that our listening, uh, our listening strategy is how we make sure that those colleagues feel connected to the business, and and we're making sure that they can feed in um, about matters affecting them. We you know, you know, listening and your employee voice is such as such a, a pivotal part of your um, employee experience, and it allows you to, mm-hmm. to shed a light on all of the other aspects of, of being a colleague here as well. So. It's really important, and since the linkage analysis, I've certainly been a woman in demand in terms of uh, senior leaders and um, and leaders across the business wanting to really focus on their engagement scores and um and get to grips with it. It's just uh, one of the challenges. It's just the sheer volume of data, especially going to that um going to that store level where we cut the data by different regions, by colleagues versus managers. Um, Abides down to store level as well. So we're talking around about eight hundred plus reports from from the one survey that we have to to sift through. So it's an absolute mountain of wow. data, and it's making that making it meaningful and and, and insightful um, for our leaders really. Yeah, yeah.
1: So you you've touched on your listening on sort of throughout the the interview uh, and and the fact that you want to do more to sort of bridge the gap between the surveys and and, and so on. What what sort of um, processes and, and activity have you got uh, in place, and are you planning to put in place to, to improve that listening?
0: Yep, so we have our annual engagement survey is is a real cornerstone of that. So that gives us the really um, qualitative data in terms of the the numbers that we, we can give um, progress on engagement to. Um, like I said, it gives us all of the data that we need in the world. We only ask one free text question on that, so um, we do a lot of um, language analysis on, on all 4,300 responses that we got last year, but but that's really the, the quantitative side of, of our listening. We back that up with a lot of um, qualitative listening as well, so we have, um, colleague elect, uh, we have colleague groups across the business who meet regularly with our senior leaders, share feedback. Some of that is structured around some preset questions that we share with our, with our representatives to, to gather feedback on. And, and some of it is um is whatever their colleagues are, are sharing with them to to raise with senior leaders in the business. So it's taken a few years to sort of embed this and make sure that this is um, sort of well known and everyone knows who their reps are but it's working really really well to supplement that that annual engagement survey and any pool surveys that we do so it's really through these these colleague talk groups that we know and we can preempt what's happening, um, what's landed really well in the business and what hasn't landed well, what we need to do differently Um, it was actually only last week that we got all of these uh, colleague groups together for the first time so we had a national event bringing these um, people together so about 45 representatives across the business representing our stores our home delivery drivers and also our central support colleagues bringing those together to, to discuss things that affect all of them such as customer service mm-hmm. how, how we how we talk um talk about our future strategic direction so it's things like this that really supplement that annual engagement survey which is a lot of numbers a lot of data a lot of figures it, it really adds color to the picture yeah
1: yeah so we're just moving into the last few minutes of the show. what What advice would you give for other organizations thinking about approaching their uh, surveys with with a more sort of uh, big data hat on and, and, and
0: looking at yeah. con-
1: connecting with the metrics?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think the the first thing is really, I'd encourage absolutely anybody to to carry out a similar exercise. So take your your key KPIs, whether that's sales, obviously it's prescriptions for us, but whatever that is in your business, just explore the link between um, your engagement scores and, and those key metrics. It's so powerful. Uh, to be able to to stand in front of your of the senior leaders in your business and and put it into pounds, shillings and pence the impact that engagement can have in your organisation. I definitely recommend people to lean on the expertise of your survey providers. So we um we were really, really um open to um just exploring what else we could do with the data, not only looking at how did our engagement scores Match from last year. What's our external benchmark telling us? But what else can you do with the data? So, just start really big. Just, just um, do brown paper exercise. Just blue sky thinking about what you can do with that data and how what you can link it with. But also think about the challenges that I think you're, um, you're faced with. Um, if you're running a survey, if there's anyone that you need to convince that you need to continue this work or you need to build on your engagement strategy, I think it's about talking to different leaders in your business, in the language that they understand. So whether that is in, in regards to um, the commercials, really talk talk to leaders in in their own words, in their own language, in their own KPIs. Um, so it's not that you're talking a different language of the soft, pink and fluffy engagement. You absolutely need to, to match it to the bottom line in terms of having an impact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you. That has been
1: really interesting. And I, it's always... Um, brilliant to, to hear real life case studies that back up the sorts of things that we talk about in the movement around the fact that there is that link and that correlation between mm-hmm. uh you know the, the sort of engagement and how people are operating and and the actual business results and we we bang that drum all the time <laughs> I and mean, obviously we've got our evidence <laughs> on the website and and the the updated evidence that was published about 18 months ago but to hear you know mm-hmm. um real detailed case studies like yours is, is really is really motivational certainly for me and, and I, I guess people listening. Well thanks very much for having me. Yeah, I'm glad you could arrive.
0: <laughs> yes,
1: finally so, long you started working. <laughs> it's always worth waiting. It's always worth waiting for for our guests. We all get some great stories. So really do appreciate it. Thank you, Sophie. Thanks very uh, much for so that so just to let you know that next week, uh, Chloe Marsh will be with us, who's Head of Communications Engagement at RHP Group, which is a London-based housing group. And uh, we will be talking about uh, their journey, uh, sharing a range of practical tips on how to engage in a fun, creative and purposeful way during times of change. And I was going to say it's it's Jo next week, but I think it's actually me. Yes, it's me. <laughs> so I'll be back uh, next week talking to Chloe. Look
0: forward to catching you then. Engage for Success Radio, raising the profile of employee engagement and shining a light on good practice for people who believe there's a better way to work.